Hello, welcome to another episode of Saddest Night Out. I'm Roy. Hello in particular to anyone who is new to this podcast because I have a sneaky suspicion there might be some new listeners now because I seem to have found a few people on TikTok Live. (sighs) It's a bit of a long old story. I think I should start with the fact that I'm not doing great and I'm very annoyed about the fact that I'm not doing great because I was feeling similarly earlier this year and I had hoped and thought and believed that I had largely worked my way through that. But I find myself right now in a similar position. But there is a bit of a more of a light at the end of the tunnel this time around. One of the clearest indicators that I'm not doing great is my screen time. At one point, my screen time got as high as 20 hours in a day. That's not healthy. It's a little bit skewed because I tend to watch things to fall asleep. It's weird trying to fall asleep to just silence. My mind just keeps running too much. But if I have something playing in the background that I've seen before, I can be slightly distracted by that just enough to fall asleep. But it's very much when I feel as though there's an obstacle in my path and I feel as though I don't have any control or ability to overcome it that I really thoroughly burrow myself in distractions that make me like give me the feeling of overcoming an obstacle without actually putting in the productive work hence having a screen time of 20 hours if anyone listening to this has ever had a screen time that comes close to that please let me know you're not alone we can we can get through this together so i'm not in a great place And I'm starting to show the telltale signs of that. As well as the screen time, it's not being responsive to messages again. I've mentioned before, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here, but I've definitely mentioned it to some friends in person, how being in a bad place for me can, maybe for others as well, can be a bit like being infected with an alien parasite that's allergic to water. So let's say if you've been infected, don't know how, forget the specifics, but there's an alien parasite trying to live in you and it's allergic to water. So it needs you to avoid water. Now, you're not going to wake up one day and say, oh, I hate water. Water makes me sick. I want to stay away from it. Because if you do that, you'll think, wait, why do I suddenly feel that way? I never normally feel that way. I should get checked out, go to a doctor. They'll say you have a parasite, etc., etc. So what the parasite does instead is, and the best way to make someone do something you want them to do is to make them think it's your idea. So what this parasite will do, all theoretical, I've got no scientific evidence for any of this. Dan, if you're listening, yes, I think it's you that I told this to. So what the parasite will do instead is let you come up with reasons, logical seeming reasons to avoid things that would involve water. So you'll wake up and think, oh, I don't have time to brush my teeth or I don't need to have a shower right now, or there aren't too many dishes in the sink that I need to wash, I can do it later. And you'll just keep coming up with reasons that seem logical to put off anything to do with water so the parasite can survive and you don't notice that there is something external to you affecting your behaviour. That's what it's like when I'm at my worst because all of the things that could help, I suddenly have at my fingertip reasons to not do that. So things like, say, exercise or just taking a walk outside. I always feel just a bit too tired to do any of that, but maybe later. 
or replying to people or letting people know how I feel. I get the sense that I'd be a burden to them. It would be embarrassing to talk about. They they don't want to hear this from me again. I'll I'll spare them. At the real deepest of it, I find myself in a position where because this has been a cycle, I get that sense that it's like if you say had an ant infestation. You woke up one morning and there were a bunch of ants in your kitchen. So you you get them out, you put a bunch of ant powder down or whatever, you follow the steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. And for a week, you're fine. But then the next week, bam, the ants are back. And you're like, you get frustrated. I fear or convince myself that's how those around me must feel about me. Always, here we are again, it's this again. And so my instinct is to not talk about it, to spare them that, and to go deeper. My instinct is to say, look, those friends would be better off without me. Let me just, if I stay away long enough, they'll realize that and it will just be for the best. And following that train of thought all the way down is not a good place to be. But on the flip side of this, as bad as my screen time is, and as bad as I spent so much time, particularly say on TikTok, I've started to lean into the things, things I used to do that used to make me feel good about myself. So normally when you're on TikTok, you'll just scroll the For You page. It's like scrolling the timeline on Twitter or scrolling your timeline on Instagram or any other social media page, social media platform. But on TikTok, you can also scroll through something similar with live streams. I've never really used Twitch, but I imagine that's something similar as well. But with that, it will just be live streams, just scrolling through until you find one you want to watch. With TikTok, you can either look up videos people have posted or people who are live streaming right now. And I fell into a bit of a wormhole with that. Because you can watch a live stream and talk to people on it. Talk to, like, leave comments, message board, whatever, as people are live streaming. And I started talking to people that way. So I wasn't, in the past, I'd be completely marooned from absolutely anyone. But this way, I was still kind of talking to someone. And it felt easier to talk in this arena because I was essentially surrounded by strangers. No one here knows who I am. So it feels a bit safer. Kind of similar to this podcast as well. I can talk... I'm talking about things right now that I haven't really spoken about with people that know me because it, there's a cushion here. There's like a safety barrier here. I'm not seeing the person I'm talking to. There's less of a fear of judgment or anything. I don't know. It just feels easier to talk about it on here for now anyway. And I got to the point where my old podcasting open mic interview skills came to play. There was one live stream I saw, which was three friends who were jamming together. One was playing a kahan, one was playing a guitar, and one was singing. And then they would all join each other in singing. And it sounded really cool. They were all UK-based. And there's always a chat function with a live stream. But what I tended to find is that most people watch a live stream and just silently watch. I'd ask questions because I'm naturally inquisitive and want to start a conversation. I There's always a sense of knowing how it feels to put yourself out there and get nothing back. And thinking, oh, if only one person would just start a conversation with me out here it would work wonders. So I tend to gravitate towards live streams where there's maybe 10 or so people, because it shows you how many people are watching. Maybe there's 10 or so people watching. I'll gravitate to those live streams and I'll start asking questions because then it's more likely the person streaming will see your question and answer. And oftentimes these live streams can get 
bogged down by trolls asking silly questions and so on. But I can see the reaction of like, oh, someone's asked a good question. Someone's actually taking an interest. Let me reply. And it feels like a conversation. And there were a few instances where you can also join someone's live stream. So I did, voice only. The one that was the three friends playing music, I joined their live stream. And they even said it was like they were being interviewed. It was the first time they'd ever really played music together. And already they were essentially being interviewed. I was just curious. How did you guys meet? Finding out it was the first time they played together. What? Just just asking simple questions. And then it was only about five minutes I joined them to talk. And then I said, I'll leave you to it. And then I joked in the chat that I got the world exclusive. Let the record show I got the very first interview. And I just, it made me feel really good in a way I haven't for a very long time. So I'm starting to lean back into that. This doesn't erase or negate the not good feelings that I've had, to put it lightly. But this is why I say at least this time around there's more of a light in the tunnel rather than just tunnel. I'm also trying to shake off that stigma, that ego that doesn't want to talk about the behaviour, the cycle of behaviour that isn't working for me. I'm trying to think of it more, less of an ego thing and, oh, it's me, I'm, it's a shame, I'm an embarrassment, blah, 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 and more like it's a car and you, that won't run and you're trying to figure out why it won't run. You don't get emotional and think, oh, no, why won't the car run? It's so sad, I used to love this car, I used to always run all the time, it's such a shame, oh, the other cars are running just fine, why won't this one? No. You go, right, is it the tyres? Is it the gears? Is it the engine? Is it this? Is it that? You just try and diagnose the issue and then fix it so the car can get back to running. That's the lens I'm trying to apply to how I'm doing. A little less woe is me, a little less wallowing. I've, I've done plenty of wallowing. I'm very good at wallowing. And a little more, right, this is the situation. How do I, what do I have about me that can bring me back? And right now... Part of that toolkit that I think can fix this car is trying to shake the stigma of talking about it on here and also on TikTok. Even just shaking the stigma of TikTok in the first place. That place is why I tend to focus most of my energy on posting online. Because there, no, again, it's like the podcast. No one specifically knows me in real life, so it feels somewhat safer. And I'm trying to do it in a way that isn't just wallowing and everything is terrible, but more matter of fact and how do we get back from this? How do we course correct? What is it I have about me? Because I'm not helpless. My brother taught me the, the term learned helplessness. This uh, He mentioned it was a, a test that was done where he had like two bunches of rabbits. Oh, I can't remember the specifics. Something like if you push the button, you get an electric shock. They give you like a green button. If you push the button, you get electric shock. They give you a red button. If you push the button, you get electric shock. And then they present you with a black button. And some bunny rabbits wouldn't even press it. And the other bunny rabbits with. I'm describing it terribly. But essentially, you can get to a point where you don't even try anymore. You just got it locked into your head that defeat is inevitable. So why bother trying? And I've definitely fallen into that situation before. But that's what I'm trying to go against. And it's about... If you find the thing that really motivates you because it feels intrinsic to you, either it's the thing you're doing or the things that are supported by the thing you're doing. So either you pursue a career in the arts or sports or some subject that really captivates you 
and captures your imagination and so you give your all to it or you have a family you have a hobby have something on the side that really captures you and you go to work to make a living to support the thing that captures you either way whatever it is you find something that helps you put left foot in front of right foot in front of left foot in front of right foot and keep going that if i'm going back to that car analogy that's the part of my car that isn't working i'm we all go through ups and downs, but it's whether or not those ups and downs destabilize your normal day-to-day functioning. And right now, that is the case for me. So I'm trying to fortify that because you can't shield yourself from good times and bad times coming. But what you can't... That's another thing. Focus on the things that you can control. What you can control is how you react to it and what behaviors you fall on to try and keep you on track instead of letting you fall off track. I haven't really been outside in like the past six days. I've become even more of a ghost when it comes to communicating online or whatever. And that's me being destabilized. And that's what I'm trying to course correct. There are three sayings that have very much been going around my mind. One is, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Which is something a manager told me way back in the day when I was working retail. I never liked that saying because it always sounded a bit defeatist. Another one is their definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That one I got from the video, the trailer for the video game Far Cry 4. You play a character stuck on an island and this bad guy talks to you and says, you know what the definition of insanity is? Doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And then you try to escape, you run away for a bit, but then you get captured again and that bad guy comes back and says, do you know what the definition of insanity is? That's how that saying got stuck in my head. But there's a truth to it. If there's something you've been trying to do and it hasn't worked, don't wait in the, some way, don't waste time beating yourself up about it. Pivot. Okay, that wasn't working. What If, you're, if there's an end goal in mind, there's never really only one way to get to it. So let's pivot. What's another route we can take? What else do you have in your arsenal? And the last, well, maybe there's four things. The third one is, it's, you're better off putting your energy towards... Focus your energy on the things you can control. Because that way you will see the progress of putting left foot in front of right foot. And that will motivate you to keep doing that and fortify your position so that good and bad times won't be... You won't be so quick to f- be destabilized by whatever comes down the road. Because you'll have a stronger relationship between your ideas in your implementation and the results by focusing on what you can control there's so much you can't control though sometimes you can what's is it star trek sometimes you can do everything right and still lose that's not failure that's life there'll be things that come that will mess up there'll be things that go right sometimes it'll be because of what you did sometimes it won't but just bring it back to what you can control and focus on that and build from there and the last thing that's gotten into my head is as well as the massive screen time on my phone, I started watching the TV show Suits, and that is such... It's a, it's like a, a, a strong drink that goes down smooth. You can very... It's the type of show... I haven't had a show like this in a while, but it's the type of show you can blink, and it's been three days, you've watched two whole seasons or something. It just goes down smooth. And there's a saying in that show, something like, when so, when someone has a gun to your head, you don't have only two options. There's like 147 things you can do. Because the idea is that if someone has a gun to your head, your first thought is like, oh, I better do what they say or it's over for me. 
But no, they Harvey Specter's like the main character and he says there's 147 things you can do. Don't limit yourself to thinking that's it, they've got me. No, there's other ways around it. So those, those, that's where my head is at. And once again, hello if anyone has found this podcast by finding me online. I posted a video about AI. Someone on Twitter shared these images of what looks like a bunch of alternative, maybe heavy metal fan, black people. Tattoos, cool hairdos, look like they're gathered for some kind of event. Except all of those images are generated by AI. There was no event and none of those people are real. But it's really convincing. Until you look close and then you can see that AI isn't great at getting the fingers right and there's small other details where it's like, oh, okay, this is a fake image. And I compared it to the band I mentioned, I think, in the last episode or the one before, that is it Scarlet something. I've forgotten what they're called. But I mentioned how because the videos we've seen of them are so vague, but they so clearly touch on certain culture points that elicit a reaction. We haven't heard them talk. We haven't heard them sing. We haven't heard their music. We don't know who they are or where they are. That could be AI as well. I'm pretty sure it isn't because I think the people in those videos of Scarlet... I'm really annoyed. I can't remember their name. Let me... Oh, I haven't done this in a while. Try to search for something while I'm on the podcast. But I'm pretty sure the people in the videos of... Scarlet Foxes, that's the name of the band. The people in those... There's only two people in those videos, and I think they both have their own TikToks account, TikTok accounts as well. So I think they are real people. I don't think it's AI. But what I'm saying is that could be AI because it's just vague enough. With the pictures, there were details that gave it away. With the video, that's not the case. Again, it's not AI. But that got a bit of attention. And I, I kind of knew it would. And I'm still fighting that trepidation of posting anything, whether it's a uh, podcast, a video, anything. But the more I do it and the more I focus on one of those sayings I said, focus on the things you can control. You can't control how popular something will be. I don't think I'm the type of person who'll post that one video that goes viral again and bam, that's it, rocket to the moon. But it's more about the regularly showing up and delivering. And that's just by being yourself. You, you have more in your arsenal than you think. There are people who are very popular who are incredibly attractive or incredibly talented. And you can think that's what you're being measured up against. I need to do my best to imitate that. The truth is you just need to do your best to actually show up. Similar to how I was saying when I was watching other people live stream and I'd post a question and I'd see them kind of light up like, oh, that's a good question. It's not just, you know, the silly things like, do you, do you fart under the covers or silly things like that, that. The type of accounts that don't have any followers or videos are private. It's just there to troll. But when I get a genuine question that shows someone is taking an interest in what you're doing, you see the person live streaming going, oh, that's a good question. And then they, they talk, because sometimes people will just sit there silently until someone says something, or they'll just read out the comments and be like, no, and block people. But when they see a question like that, you see them light up and go, oh, okay. And the conversation starts, hence me joining some of those lives to talk to the person. I think if you are willing to show up in that way, in any, in fact, this is a nice way to kind of end it. It's been a bit of a long one here. Or is it? Is does anyone listen to my podcast at double speed? Because that's how I listen to all podcasts. And it makes me very frustrated when the audio isn't good. So I try to make mine good. Does anyone listen at double speed? And how do you feel about the length of these episodes? Because I'm trying to do it daily. Does it become annoying if it's longer than 10 minutes? Do you like it when I go on and on? Do you want more episodes where I include songs? I'm thinking of doing that once a week instead of every day. Because when you include songs, your episodes are only visible on Spotify. 
So if anyone's listening on SoundCloud, I think it's still showing up, maybe, or on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, all the other, you kind of get uploaded to a whole bunch of podcast platforms automatically. But when you include songs, you disappear from those platforms, I think. Or maybe they just let you listen to snippets, I'm not sure. But would you like more episodes with songs in? Or do you like it when I talk for a bit? Would you rather a shorter period of talking? Basically, what I found is when you live stream, when you're an audience in a live stream, you can see the live streamer really appreciate genuine questions and sparking a conversation. When you yourself are the live streamer, you can see your audience appreciates it when you recognize them and talk to them. So that's what I'm trying to do on here. There's been a bit of an evolution of this podcast. It started out with me out there in the street interviewing people, and now it's become a lot more insular and almost, almost as if music is more of a by the by thing rather than the main topic anymore it still is very much of mind and i want to bring it back to interviews eventually but i haven't really i've done a lot of talking but i haven't done much asking or listening to you guys so and i think there's maybe three or four of you that really listen i feel like i could name you all right now there's jillian there's mike there's dan maybe kenneth maybe luther is that everyone is that all five maybe phil I think that's everyone. If there's anyone I haven't named, uh, I think there's a link tree in the bio for this podcast with all the places to find me. I'm private and silent on Instagram because, as I mentioned, like an hour ago in this podcast, that's a platform where you can come in contact with people you know. In fact, side note, a millionth side note, platforms seem to be a bit pushy about, hey, let us go through your contact list and find the people in your phone book who are also on our platform so you can link up. And I'm very much like, no, don't do that. But apparently on TikTok, it can show you who has your phone number because a part of signing up is sharing your phone number with the app. And I guess I haven't seen it happen myself. Maybe there's no one on there with my phone number, but apparently it can show you. Even if you don't sync your contacts, it will show you which people out there have your phone number. I haven't really been on Instagram, but I feel like I need to because the people I'm finding on TikTok that are interesting to continue the conversation, they'll tend to say, DM me on Instagram. Right now, my Instagram, I follow no one. I'm very much locked down, but you can still send me DMs. So if you have any thoughts about this podcast, you can DM me on Instagram, Twitter. You can, I don't know, email me, saddestnightout at gmail.com. I might change that because that has become a bit infested with bots and junk mail. Skywriting, smoke signals, I don't know, <laughs> some way. Leave me a voice message, which I think some, I think Chris, I think, oh, Chris, there's another listener. Hello, Chris, if you're still there. Chris, I've been checking out your series of videos that you did last month on TikTok. I'm very interesting. And someday we will get together and talk. I'm still figuring myself out, but hopefully I will figure that out as well. Okay, 23 minutes, I think that might do. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you on the next one. This has been Saddest Night Out. Why am I suddenly doing a sign-off? Let's go with it. This has been Saddest Night Out. Take care.